Greetings, and welcome to Linking the Wealth. I'm your host, Akindale Akinyemi, and I am the president and CEO of the Global African Business Association. We are a business support and business education network based in Romulus, Michigan. You know, I want to talk a little bit about tonight about thinking radical and thinking revolutionary in 2020. You know, years ago, I want to say about 20 in 2012, I saw Fela at the music hall here in Detroit, Michigan. He had a song called Zombie that caught my attention. And a song came from his uh, 27th album entitled Zombie. And Fela Kuti criticized the Nigerian government and its military, which not only caused his republic to be placed under attack, but resulted in the death of his mother being thrown from a second story window. Now, while the musical was nothing less than stellar, and this album Zombie was truthful but perceived as controversial, I can clearly see some similarities between what was going on during that time and what is going on here in this country. Um, that we call the United States of America and what is presently going on in the Federal Republic of Nigeria. So whenever people step up and speak out against the establishment, they are quickly neutralized. It doesn't matter whether you call yourself a grassroots activist, an educator or a political activist. When you speak the truth, there are severe consequences. Jesus Christ spoke the truth and he was crucified. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X were both assassinated. Fela Kuti was severely beaten and arrested over 200 times in his lifetime. And most importantly, we saw just recently, days ago, where the Nigerian military opened fire on innocent peaceful protesters at the Leki toll gate uh, right in Lagos, Nigeria. Activism, whether it's political or academic, is relevant for our young people in 2020. We see how activism has worked during the Arab Spring of 2011. Uh, Other parts of the world are taking root where activism is presently overturning governments. Now, while Sub-Saharan Africa has yet to fully take root in overturning corruption in our respective governments, a storm is beginning to brew. And you see that right now in Nigeria. We understand how dramatic educational and economic and political and cultural transformations in urban America coupled with decades of uh, unmitigated violence have shaped both the constraints and opportunities for activism along black youth and the communities in which they live. Intensified problems in urban communities such as job loss, violence, and substance abuse has threatened the type of community spaces that foster radical change for our black youth. Restoring hope requires a radical healing, which is dramatic departure from racial identity politics of the 1960s and 1970s here in the United States. Radical healing involves building the capacity of young people to create this type of communities in which they want to live. So what young people need to understand is this. There is nothing wrong with being radical or revolutionary if you want to see progress in your community, in your state, and most importantly, in your country. But this type of radical change must be intelligent. For example, take a look at the history of the real Republican Party that was founded in 1854 here in the United States. In 1854, 
when the Republican Party was founded in Jackson, Michigan. These people were not passive conservatives or social conservatives or nationalistic conservatives like you see with these Trump folks. These were Republicans um, that were considered to be radical. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand how our beginnings at first was about change as it pertains to this this Republican Party originally. See, those radical Republicans demanded harsh policies toward the end of slavery and the Confederacy during the war and toward ex-Confederates after the war, as well as support for equal rights for the freedmen or free blacks. After the 1860 elections, the radical Republicans became a powerful force in Congress. The radical Republican campaign for equal rights for African-Americans was not a popular cause after the American Civil War. In fact, in 1868, Henry Wilson argued that the issue cost of the GOP uh, over a quarter of a million votes in 1868. In the election that year, several of the radicals lost their seats, including long-term leader of the group, Benjamin Wade. It was the radical Republicans in Congress that urged President Ulysses S. Grant to take action against the Ku Klux Klan. After a campaign led by Oliver Morton and Benjamin Butler, Grant agreed in 1870 to instigate an investigation into the organization, and the following a grand jury reported that there has existed since 1868 in many counties of the state an organization known as the Ku Klux Klan, or the Invisible Empire of the South, which embraces its membership in large proportion of the white population of every profession and class. The Klan has a constitution and bylaws, which provides, among other things, that each member shall furnish himself with a pistol, a Ku Klux gown, and a signal instrument. The operations of the Klan are executed in the night and directed against members of the Republican Party. The Klan is inflicting uh, summary vengeance on the colored citizens of these citizens by breaking into their houses at the dead of night, dragging them from their beds, torturing them in the most inhumane manner, and in many, many cases, murdering them. The progressive and responsible role of these radical Republicans in creating public school systems and charitable institutions and other social infrastructure in the South was ignored. Since the 1960s and the influence of the moral crusade of the civil rights era, recent historians in a school of thought have reevaluated the periods of reconstruction and upgraded the reputation of the radical Republicans. They argued that the radical Republicans' advancement of civil rights and suffrage for black Americans following emancipation was more significant than the financial corruption which took place. They also pointed to the black Americans' central active roles in reaching towards education and their desire to acquire land as a means of self-support. So, just as people like Fela spoke out against the Nigerian government. Now, I'm not saying that these radical Republicans still exist in the Republican Party. They do not exist in the Republican Party anymore. The Republican Party has been hijacked today by social conservatives, racist evangelical Christians, and most importantly, bigots and zealots who only have a narrow dogmatic viewpoint of what America should look like. So these radical Republicans that I'm talking about coming out of the American Civil War are not the same Republican Party that you see today. We have to make that very clear. So just as people as Fela spoke out against the Nigerian government and others that have sacrificed their lives and continue to do so to this day, young people, 
talking about millennials and Gen Z's, must become change agents and take control of their destiny. The spirit of the 21st century, ladies and gentlemen, our 21st century youth must be deeply rooted in radical principles to force change in our community. There's nothing wrong with being radical. Any person who's not interested in becoming a change agent do not know either do not know the core principles of the very system they belong to or do not know the actual history of the system and are waiting in line to die because they feel that we need change. We need to change the message uh, need to come into the urban communities. So once again, we have to become change agents like those before us, like some of the radical Republicans of the 1800s, like some of these like some of these freedom fighters of uh, that came before us. We understand that history has a tendency of repeating itself. While we sit and waste time on non-issues, we have to come up with a concrete strategy to combat adult illiteracy. This affects all of us, whether we are liberal, conservative, Republican, or Democrat, black or white. The proof is that most Republicans who I speak to do not even know that the party started off as a radical group. While you had some who were moderate, in that party in the beginning, it was those who rode the backs of, me, of, of many uh, freedom fighters and many others that initiated change in our community. History makers are normally radicals who change the course of history, but not by fearing what's in front of them, a strong faith in God and understanding the principles of what they believe in. And many people don't understand the history of the Democratic Party as well. So we have a lot of people in this era they don't understand the history of their own parties. And I think this is the reason why America is at a crossroads politically, because we simply do understand the foundation of our roots as it pertains to both Democrat and Republican parties. So this is why education is the most critical line item we must begin to address. Our children's, uh, our children's freedom is on the line. With the amount of failing schools cl uh, climbing in urban areas in America, and even in suburban areas in America, we have to seriously begin looking at reform measures to help our children. Young people, vision, and execution methods must be strategic. No longer we should teach our youth to vote for a Democrat because they have black people's best interests when that's not always the case. Or if you call yourself a black Republican, you vote along party lines because of a cookie cutter talking point platform that does not resonate with people in the community in which you're trying to reach. The platform must be radical. It must be evolutionary. It must be 21st century based, and it must be part of the fourth industrial revolution. I'm not afraid to say that because radicalism brings about change, but our youth must be about working as a group and not practicing individualism. You see, if you choose to work in politics, we need to work with, we need to work to open the doors of opportunities of new growth and development within the parties that we're trying to penetrate by being personable, honest, loving towards one another and operating within the framework of a 21st century fourth industrial revolution. Our community needs us and it's time that we gave back. It's imperative that we connect to those in the African diaspora. And also these young intelligent group of people are not only hungry for radical change in the African diaspora, but also understanding the implementation to secure a better future for our children. Most Africans that I know personally have conservative traits, but are radical in terms of action. And what I mean by conservative traits, a lot of these people are go, they, they're churchgoers. Um, they go to the masjid. 
but they are radical in terms of transformation. And that is the truth. We don't have to go back to the party of Kennedy or Eisenhower or Reagan or Goldwater or Lincoln. These people are dead and please let them rest in peace. What we what we what we need to do and what we need to stand for is to research, read and analyze if we want to create a better reality. It'd be silly to suggest that today's young people simply copy and paste. That's not true. However, there seems to be less urgency today about making political and social change. And this is a mistake. We're no longer protesting legal segregation, but there remain inequalities in numerous areas, including education, the criminal justice system, housing and health care, banking and so forth. Without the drive and commitment of those past young leaders, many of today's young pe- young people will probably not be in college and will certainly not have the opportunities that await them after graduation. Today's young people have to develop strategies that seek to resolve through activism, voting, and legislation, not just announcing issues and concerning their communities. What is always challenging to compare one era to another is since there's a a variety of factors that include social conventions and political circumstances affect the development and course of activism. However, past generations of younger people in our community understood the importance of activism and became involved in social and political movements. During these periods, young people knew that change was needed and knew that if they did not stand up, nothing would be altered. So we have to understand that change is necessary to move forward. In fact, it's more important than ever to take a scientific evidence-based approach to policymaking and avoid relevance on gut instinct or untested assumption. By building a base of knowledge among our grassroots leadership, we will be able to aim for developing policymaking and by making better use of our resources to widen the pool of knowledge to our policymakers. So you have a brother like Fela, who was radical through his music and politics. He was an innovator and and created a movement that threatened the status quo. And Afrobeat was his weapon. The same with the civil rights and black power movements of the 60s. Whenever black people come together to create a movement of positive and radical change, mark my words, we will be threatened, fought against, infiltrated, and in many cases killed, as you saw with those young people over in Lekki, uh, in Lekki in Nigeria. This is the sacrifice we make when we want to open the doors for our children. When black men unite, they will be criticized and attacked. We have so many organizations of black men that are doing positive things that they are looked upon as the enemy. While this is the most positive movement that we that we can see with black men, whether you belong to different organizations or or 100 black men, the naysayers are already attacking them. This is a common trait with black people who sit on the sidelines while our misguided young people ravage the community. We only not we only uh, we only don't have to um, neutralize the crime in the community, but also change the culture of our community by redirecting our young people's negative energy into positive energy from transforming hate into love. And we need to stop these uh, you're the black Republican and you're the black Democratic leadership nonsense until our black Republican and Democratic leadership become independent thinkers and break away from the passive voices of their mainstream counterparts. They will never be radical, revolutionary or looked upon as change agents within their community. Colorblind approaches are weak and passive approaches to keep us mentally enslaved 
to the realities that are going on in our community. So I've got to ask this question, where's our fela in 2020? Are, are those young people in Nigeria that are standing up to end SARS? Is that the spirit of fela in 2020 or the Black Lives Matter movement? What's our motivation? Who will be our next innovator in our community? No one unless we begin to speak the facts and help our children elevate their thinking abilities. Education and economics are crucial to our development if we are serious about a global approach to solutions. What affects us in Africa affects us here in the United States and South, and South America and the Caribbean. We simply have to think out the box and break loose from our political boundaries if we want to create change. Listen. My young Nigerians who are listening to my message as the president and CEO of the Global African Business Association, I declare that the world is ready for you. It's time for us to clean up the corruption and the nation that we call home. It makes no sense for groups like Boko Haram or, or, or this other and, and these other gangs that kidnap people to bomb churches and kill innocent people while the Nigerian police is, is sitting and doing nothing but participating in the madness. Prayer is one thing, but action is another. You have to t you you have to take action, not just vandalizing your community, but also take action that's going to lead to prosperity. We can't let negative spirit negativity kill our spirits. We can't let corruption continue to fail our children in primary, secondary, and higher education systems. Education is critical for our people to compete. Just like our black American counterparts in the United States must rise up above political parties and become and become to think independent for themselves. Nigerians must do the same and Africans must do the same. Not just Nigerians, because corruption doesn't just stop in Nigeria. There's corruption all across Africa. We all must do the same if we want change in the direction to do better for themselves, ourselves and our families. We have to it's, we have to take a stand. It's time for us to have a radical spirit of change. And do and move in a different direction. No, doesn't matter what issue we tackle, we have to do it together as one. It is our time to reclaim our greatness. Otherwise, we will remain irrelevant in the world's eyes. It is time to rise. Listen, I I thank you for listening to this message. Please check us out at GabaNetwork.com. That's G-A-B-A-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com.